Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, Fever Dreams is no longer producing new episodes, so I wanted to share another political podcast from The Daily Beast. It's called The New Abnormal. Enjoy this episode and subscribe at thedailybeast.com slash podcast or on your favorite major podcast player. Go woke, go broke. That's the expression used by large swaths of the right to describe what they think happens to companies that, well, to companies that do whatever it is they're defining as woke that day. But is this true or is it wish casting? Joining us now, someone who claims to have the answer to that question, Rolling Stone culture writer Miles Klee. Miles, thanks for being here. Hey, fellas, what's up? So as you allude to in your piece right now, the right, and by the right, I mean mostly horrible white rappers, busted country singers and dudes wearing Oakley blades. But the right is mad at Anheuser-Busch because of some little partnership it has with trans TikTok star Dylan Mulvaney and with Jack Daniels, because I guess they just discovered some ads from 2021 featuring drag queens. Obviously, it's too soon to know if this will negatively affect those companies' bottom lines. But based on what you learned by looking at similar fits that have been thrown, do you think they have anything to worry about? No, I do not think they have a single thing to worry about. And in fact, there's maybe even a case to be made that they're going to profit from the outrage. Oh, that would be a shame. All right. So let's take a look at some of the companies that you researched. Let's start with, I guess, with Keurig. Remind people what this was about. Yeah, so this is a bit of a weird one. Kind of goes back to 2017. Keurig pulled their ads from Hannity because Hannity was defending Roy Moore for being a sex pest, which he was. And people got so mad about that and I guess defensive uh, with regard to Hannity that they started shooting videos of themselves destroying their Keurig coffee makers. There was a good one of someone just kind of dropping it off of like a three-story height and yeah, kind of saying that this company was done. But in fact, they then acquired Dr. Pepper and became basically like the third largest beverage company in the world. <laughs> There's, it's, it's just not a, even a drop in the bucket, this kind of like performative outrage. Yeah. And then there's United Airlines. What were they guilty of and did it hurt them? Yeah. So United Airlines announced a really broad kind of diversity and inclusion initiative. The idea was that half of the pilots they were going to train in their flight academy were going to be women and or people of color. The right had a real meltdown about this, claiming basically that the airline was putting passenger safety kind of as a lower priority than this diversity initiative and implying that these people were not going to be qualified to fly the planes, which is strange because the whole thing was that, you know, the people are going through a flight academy. They're not just picking up people at the bus station and, and making them pilots. So yeah, again, there was a big threat of boycotts. United is, you know, doing great. They've rebounded from the pandemic. This outrage was like 2018 or so. So, you know, they did have the struggles that every airline had over the coronavirus incident, <laughs> but they're fine. It's just not something that ultimately influences like where they go as a company whatsoever. Yeah. I, I mean, I want to get to other ones, but it does seem that like with a lot of these, they sort of forget about it in a week anyway. Yeah. And, and it is really hard to commit to a boycott, like in any case, yeah, I think, but especially 
when, when we're talking about these companies that basically become monopolies, like Anheuser-Busch is an interesting example because, you know, this is the biggest brewer in the world. Like they are this mega conglomerate international and Kid Rock shooting some beers is like good for likes and content and it kind of whips up the crowd, right? But ultimately, that's all it is. And if you're going to try to find like another beer that is not woke, like, well, I mean, a lot of people tried to go to Coors, but right. Coors has, you know, is, is like a pride sponsor and right. they do all the same stuff. It's, <laughs> right. it's just good business for them because... They're trying to broaden their customer base and doing this outreach to these other communities is how they do it. It's hilarious to watch them. Like you said, I think it was Jesse Kelly did a whole thing about, you know, no more bud. And then he had a picture of like a Coors Light. I don't know if it was a 12 pack or an 18 pack or something. And then he had a tweet later. Well, just found out about Coors. And <laughs> it's, like, it's just it's absolutely hilarious because they're just so dumb he said uh it's, it takes an hour of research before you can buy a beer now <laughs> oh my god and yeah no ultimately they're not going to be doing that research they just it's too much work why would you do that oh no absolutely yeah yeah so Disney's in the news almost every week. They're being yelled at by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. They're being called groomers. They're outraging. The kind of people who get outraged when a black woman is cast as a mermaid. Surely Disney must be close to bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're they're shutting down the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Goofy is in line for unemployment. Yeah, it's, it's really tough times down there at Disney. No, the, the parks have had surging attendance, which I think is interesting because that, that would basically be the easiest part of Disney to boycott, right? Just right. don't go to Epcot or whatever, but they're doing better than ever. And, you know, I got a little pushback on this one because Disney, like so many other companies right now, has had a lot of layoffs. But layoffs aren't really like an indicator that the company is failing. In fact, they just like make more money that way. Right. And that's also like a global trend that is, that is you know, everyone in tech and everyone in entertainment and all these huge companies have had laid off thousands of people, but that's because they like a lot of them overexpanded, especially the tech companies overexpanded during COVID. And now they're like, well, this is the way to, to get their bottom line in shape and to make billions more dollars is just you just fire all these people. And that's not an indicator that like, oh, they're panicking because like, you know, anti-woke backlash has made them unprofitable. That's just not the case. Yeah. Like you said, park attendance would seem to be the absolute easiest way to measure this. And as you say, the attendance there is up. So not only has this not affected them negatively, and I'm look, I'm not saying attendance is up because of this, but things are going in the right direction for Disney, despite all this trouble that is trying to be stirred up. Yeah, and it gets more expensive to go to those parks every year. So <laughs> if the attendance yeah. is up, then, you know, people are really vibing with Disney. I <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But what about, there's a little bespoke company out of Oregon, I think it is called Nike or Nike. <laughs> they seem to get under the anti-woke crowd skin a lot. There was the partnership with Colin Kaepernick, who I think is in the top five most hated men in America list for those people. And now they're collaborating with, again, with the, uh, this trans influencer, Dylan Mulvaney. Can this mom and pop shop withstand the barbarians at the gate? 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be tough for them. The only thing they have going for them is a Ben Affleck directed movie about their founder. <laughs> they might scrape through. Yeah, the the Kaepernick thing was, you know, a few years ago now. You know, all all this stuff really generates from like the first year of Trump's presidency. That seems to be like when a lot of the stuff started taking off. That was when Keurig happened. That was when Kaepernick happened. And yeah, there was a big meltdown over Kaepernick and I think the funniest and most famous images are People either burning their Nikes or I, my personal favorite, I think this was Clay Travis, maybe uh, cutting the swooshes off of his socks. So just so just ruining the socks. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't just destroy the sock itself because right. it's not usable after that. They, they really tried it. But Nike to this day, oddly enough, is the largest manufacturer of footwear and athletic wear in the world. And I think you would be hard pressed to walk down the street anywhere in America and not see someone wearing some Nike stuff. So yeah, culturally remaining a huge force after that. And I don't think this like the Dylan Mulvaney thing just recently is sort of that's all going to get very lost in the wash too, because people are focused on Bud Light. Right. And yeah, if if Colin couldn't take them down, then, exactly. then this isn't going to happen. Yeah, that's what, just what I was going to say, because that was the big one. I mean, like I said, the, the hatred for Kaepernick on the right is just off the charts. And if yeah. that's not going to move the needle, I don't think Dylan Mulvaney, who honestly, I think most people either hadn't heard of before all this or still haven't heard of. Yeah, like Kid Rock certainly hadn't heard of Dylan Mulvaney before, um, you know, someone exaggerated this particular partnership, which, you know, a lot of them don't even really understand, like, not only the larger business dynamics, but just like the smaller kind of like endorsement deals. Like, you know, there were a lot of people under the mistaken impression that like all Bud Light is going to have Dylan Mulvaney's face on it. It was right. one can that they gave her to show on Instagram. Right. The average consumer will never, never, never know that such an endorsement happened. So, yeah, but Colin was big enough and bad enough to, to them that they tried to cancel the NFL too. They, you know, they were they were trying to boycott the NFL and saying, you know, this this sport is over. That I would categorize as the most like quixotic cancellation of all is that you're going to take down the NFL. I want to get to that because you you know you talk about there are other companies like Amazon and Kellogg's and the results are absolutely the same. Basically, no impact at all from these anti woke campaigns. But when you're talking about a brand so beloved across Red America as the NFL, surely it must have suffered huge consequences from this. You can't tell me that allowing its players to kneel for the national anthem, all the little nods made by the league in the direction of social justice, things like the playing of the Black National Anthem before this year's Super Bowl, that the NFL's popularity hasn't been totally destroyed. It must have been. Yeah, you know, it's a pastime whose time has passed. It's over. (laughs) No, attendance is up. and, And again, that's like very much in line with the Disney thing where it's like not only are people still watching, people are going to the games more. It It is a more active and engaged audience than ever. I don't know. I mean, there is the thing with the NFL where they sort of walked back like some of the quote-unquote wokeness like you're not going to see people kneeling at the games anymore but that's one thing and there is always something to complain about still right because the black national anthem is a great example where they they did it in the stadium for the first time this year for the super bowl and yeah of course there's always going to be some noise about that but it just ends up being hot air and 
ultimately you are there sitting there watching the Super Bowl. That's how you know this anthem is being sung. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And you're going to be there watching the Super Bowl the next year. It's the same principle as, you know, buying the beer so you could destroy it. Like, uh, right. that's, that's not a boycott. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, Travis Tritt is not going to allow any, I guess, is that Anheuser-Busch and Jack Daniels? Or is it just Jack Daniels products in his, uh, he's going to put in his rider that they're not allowed to have any of those. Yeah. And not only that, he apologized for having Anheuser-Busch be a sponsor in the 90s, which to my <laughs> mind was like the last time he was on tour. Like, is he on tour now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really is amazing. You know, again, it's always, it's like the handful of people. It's the Kid Rocks and whatever. And look, Kid Rock was definitely popular back in the day. I don't know what kind of album sales he gets these days or record or song sales or, you know, look, he may sell out his tours or whatever, but he's not, you know, he's not exactly the mover and shaker in the music industry. No, he's a, he's like a grandpa who, you know, plays a redneck online when he's from, you know, like a rich part of Michigan. Right. The funniest thing about Kid Rock, okay, I went back a little ways and found he was a Coors spokesman. He did Coors ads in like 2002. And if you watch, uh, someone sent me this clip. It's from Punked, I think. He's just on the red carpet with Pamela Anderson. And he's saying his fridge is always stocked full of Coors Original at home. He's not a Bud Light drinker. Like, I don't think... <laughs> so, like, I had someone even try to argue with me. Like, how do you know he bought those but like maybe he was just get, getting rid of what he had i'm like all right first of all that still means he bought them i don't know what that argument is right but also he's a course guy he's always been a course guy so it's <laughs> he very very obviously to me just bought those cases of beer to destroy them and i don't know like pe people get very defensive even when you kind of describe like basically what is happening there like i had people try to argue with me that he wasn't crying in that video, he's very clearly crying. Like, I don't know how you can debate this. That's exactly the kind of denial that I think allows you to believe that this company is going down in flames as a result of, you know, their woke partnerships, which, is, by the way, is all meaningless. Like, no company is woke. That's, of course. They're not doing this because they are, like, filled with, like, deep virtue. It's to right. sell more beer, obviously. Yeah, none of these companies are activists in any sense of the word. But it is really funny because they think, and I think you embedded this tweet in your article. I think it was Bridget Gabriel during the United thing. She writes, United is over. Yeah. <laughs> and they do that every time. Like, they honestly, no, I, I can't say honestly because I, I think they don't really believe it. But they put out their... Every time that this is going to work and this is going to be the time that we take the company down. And despite the fact that it's just never worked. And not only that, they will try to take credit for the failures of other companies that they deem to have gone woke when in fact, you know, they're just these huge other market forces at play. Like I saw, for example, you know, Bed Bath & Beyond is in trouble, right? They're probably headed toward bankruptcy. Yeah. I saw conservative influencer Cat Turd 2, you know, crowing about this and saying, oh, like, good, get woke, go broke. And I said, now, wait a minute, what did Bed Bath & Beyond do to be woke? I looked it up and they stopped carrying my pillow, the Mike Lindell right. pillow, right. because of all his, you know, election denial stuff. It is just not the case that Bed Bath & Beyond is going bankrupt because they got boycotted for not carrying my pillow anymore like it, you know they have they have huge debt they didn't get into the online shopping game they had too much selection in their stores and the stores were confusing and they, they don't have money for a turnaround like there are all these huge huge forces that 
kind of dictate the downfall of a place like that. It just has nothing to do with Mike Lindell, but they will take credit for it. Uh, it is amazing. Just as an aside, as an insomniac, I have tried like every pillow imaginable. And, and years ago, before we knew about his craziness, I tried a my pillow, and it's. If not at the bottom, it's very damn close to the bottom uh, in terms of the pillows I tried. It's just god awful. Yeah, well, I don't think Mike Lindell sleeps. So how would he know? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. My exit question for you, Miles, is you've come on the show. You've told us that every big go woke, go broke campaign has failed. You've cited statistics. You've presented facts. But as anyone who follows you on Twitter can attest, you also claim to be a Mets fan. <laughs> when all the evidence mitigates against that. So why should we believe you now? I guess I just want to claim not any special ownership of the Mets, just a cultural heritage of being close to people who like and care about them. That's it. I'm not going to try to grandstand or make the case. You know, But you understand this is stolen valor. <laughs> is it stolen valor if the team like doesn't do well. Valor is probably the wrong word. Yes, <laughs> I will agree with that. But it's stolen something. I know that. Yeah, stolen underdogness. It's it's stolen heartbreak. That's what it is. <laughs> it's stolen misery. You yeah. have no claim to our misery and it needs to stop. And I am very glad that your Twitter account got nuked. Yeah, that was all decided in Queens yes. by the general manager. Yes. And yes. I abide by that decision. I will not try to get the main account back. <laughs> Miles, thanks so much for being here. What is your new internet handle since you had to, uh, since you were kicked off the site <laughs> for impersonating NASA? I am at Internet Hague, Hague as in like the International Criminal Court. Uh huh. Um, yeah, because I'm in posters jail. So yeah. <laughs> At Internet Hague, and uh, you'll you'll see my actual name on there, possibly. I've been changing it up a lot. Excellent. All my work is on Rolling Stone. Miles, thanks again for being here. Great to talk to you. I always enjoy your writing. Thanks, man. Thank you. My pleasure. We had such an incredible time making this podcast and want to thank you for joining us each week as we explored the shifting landscape of the fringe right. To continue following the impact ultra-conservatives have on the country, please tune in to The New Abnormal, where our colleagues Danielle Moody and Andy Levy talk to some of the biggest names in politics every Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday. Listen at thedailybeast.com slash podcasts or your favorite major podcast player. And thanks again for joining us on Fever Dreams. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.